Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And grateful this afternoon, we thank you, Lord, for the mighty works that you are doing amongst us. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that have come upon us as a church. Oh, Lord Jesus, your love has abound with us. Father, your grace has abound with us. This afternoon, oh God, we come at your feet. On this special Palm Sunday, Lord, we ask that you speak to us. We ask, oh God, that you take us with you. We ask, oh God, that your mighty spirit shall minister to our hearts. I avail myself unto you, Holy Spirit. I ask, oh God, that I'll be that vessel shaped and reformed to hold that anointing. Let the words that come out of my mouth not be the wisdom of man, but let it be only the engrafted word of God, which is able to save us. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wonderful. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Well, this afternoon, for a short time, we have a meeting this afternoon. We have a church workers meeting. You know, whenever we have a meeting like this, there are some people who don't want to spend even extra time in, in the house of God, and so they choose not to come to church. But the Lord will have mercy upon you. But uh, we have a meeting after service we are having a diocesan church workers meeting. So all the churches are coming to us and we're going to have a wonderful meeting with our general overseer. Wonderful. So I wanted to share for a short time on a subject that I started sharing with you. Maybe by the grace of God we can conclude. On endurance. Endurance. We began talking about endurance. Hallelujah. How many of you were not here? You were not here last Sunday. You were not here last Sunday. Wonderful. It is well. Okay. Why don't you turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. 
But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Hallelujah. The ones that shall endure unto the end are the ones who will be saved. Hallelujah. If you endure to the end, Jesus is giving you the assurance that that is the way you will be saved. And if you endure to the end, you will be saved. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 11. It says, persecution, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Hallelujah. It says, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me, if you read from Verse 10, he says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Gina, did you hear that? He says, yes, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Hallelujah. He says, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. You know, let us read from the New Living Translation from verse 10. Verse 10 to verse 14. 2 Timothy 3. Let's read from verse 10. The New Living Translation. You have that? Do you have the NLT? Wonderful. He says, but thou, Timothy, certainly know what I teach and how I live and what my purpose in life is. You know my faith, my patience, my love, and my endurance. My what? Endurance. And my endurance. This is the man who wrote almost half of the New Testament. He says, and my endurance. You know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. But the Lord rescued me from all of it. The Lord will rescue you from all your afflictions, all your persecutions. Hallelujah. All of it. 
He says, the Lord rescued me from all of it. Not one was left out. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will suffer persecution. What a shock. Were you prepared for that? He says, everyone, not a single one, Sonia, will be left out. Not a single one. Everyone. Yes. Everyone. Everyone who wants to live a godly life, who wants to live a godly life? Can I see by show of hands, who has a desire to live a godly life? It says, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Kwame, you want to live a godly life in Christ, you will suffer persecution. Johnson, you have a desire, you have purpose in your heart to live a godly life in Christ, you will suffer persecution. You want to say, it is just my wife and no other woman in my life, you will suffer persecution. You want to live an honest life, you want to be honest that when you went to the supermarket and they gave you change, you realize that they have given you too much of a change. And as you were walking out, you counted the money and you gave the man, you gave the woman twenty dollars. But and you 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 bought you bought something worth eleven dollars. But you look at how much she has given you. She gave you ten dollars and some extra. And then you look at it and you so. You, you, as you are going, you are almost out. You are almost getting out of the supermarket. And then you counted the money. And then you say, ah. And then you are deciding, should I go back to give to him? Or should I take it? And then you say, maybe the Lord has just blessed me. Maybe I should. And then you decide, let me go back and give it to him. Such a person, such a person, such a person who lives a godly life, the Bible says you will suffer persecution. You will suffer persecution. Such a person who lives a godly life, just as you went back to the store to give back the money, you came and as you are going in your car, there's a ticket on your car. There's a ticket on your car. And then you say, I should have kept this money and I should have at least used this money because if I had just walked out, I would have not gotten this ticket. Amen. He says, everyone, everyone, every one of you will suffer persecution. Verse 13. He says, but evil people and imposters will flourish. They will deceive others. And will themselves be deceived. But you. Say you. But you. Tell your neighbor. But you. He says but you. He says there will be a lot of evil men and imposters. They will deceive others and they will be deceived. But you. He says but you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true. You must be faithful to the things you have been taught. Because you know they are true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. 
Can you trust those who taught you these things? Amen. You know they are true. Hallelujah. So you see, it's not easy to live a Christian life. It says you will suffer persecution. Jackie, you will suffer persecution because you are a Christian. Amen. Sometimes you look at unbelievers and you see how they get, a, they get away with so many things. But some, sometimes you question yourself. But why do I serve God for? Even me, a Christian, why should I go through this? It says that because you have purpose in your heart to live a righteous life in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. You will suffer persecution. Amen. You will suffer persecution. Hallelujah. And so as we have begun, he's telling us that this is the walk. This is the race that we are set in. We will suffer persecution. So we should not stop knowing that he will deliver us from them all. He will deliver us from each one of them. Hallelujah. So we say that there is nothing that is rewarded just because you started. Jesus says, they that shall endure to the end, they are the ones who will be saved. Nothing is rewarded just because you started. You will not be given a certificate just because you started school. You can say that as I have started, I am going to finish, so just give it to me in advance. So even as I am going to school, I can work with it. Amen. Just because you started does not mean that you, 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 you deserve to be rewarded. And between starting and finishing, in between the starting of a thing and finishing it, what is in between is endurance. Amen. You need endurance to continue to the end. Auntie Maggie, we need endurance to continue to the end. Hallelujah. For the work that we have embarked on, we need endurance to continue to the end. Hallelujah. The lack of endurance in so many people is a reason why a lot of people don't finish what they begin. It is because of the lack of endurance. That is why many people do not finish what they begin. Hallelujah. It says, Bada, Bada, Bada. You must remain faithful. Remaining faithful means remain constant. That means continue in what you are doing. That means be be the same as you began. Be faithful. Continue to be excited. Hallelujah. If you have finished anything before, you will realize that you needed a lot of endurance to finish it. I'm not sure what you have been able to finish or accomplish before. You realize you needed a lot of endurance even to continue to finish. Hallelujah. Those of you who have finished school before, you realize that you needed a lot of endurance. And those of you who are still in school, you need a lot of endurance to continue. Hallelujah. If you have married for some few years or some, for some time now, you realize that you need a lot of endurance to remain in the marriage. How many of you will agree with me that you need a lot of endurance to remain in the marriage? Oh, yes. My hands up. Oh, yes. You need a lot of endurance 
You need to endure. If you want to remain in it and you want to finish what you have begun, you need a lot of endurance. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yes. You need a lot of endurance. The Christian walk requires a lot of endurance. In order to continue in this walk, we need a lot of endurance. Hallelujah. John chapter 8 verse 31. John chapter 8 verse 31. We need endurance. Tell your neighbor, you need endurance. Say, it may be tough, but you need endurance. Say, you will suffer persecution, but you need endurance. Hallelujah. Say, endurance will get you through. Yes. We need endurance. It is not easy, but endurance will get you through. John chapter 8 and verse 31. He says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. You see, there are some Jews who who have come to believe in him. How many of you believe in Jesus? You believe in Jesus. It says, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed in him. So, he's saying it to you who believed on him. It's like, then said Jesus to that Nigerian girl who believed in him. Then said Jesus to that Spanish woman who believed in him. Then said Jesus to that African man who believed in him. Then Jesus to that Ghanaian man who believed in him. Do you see? So if you believe in him, this is what Jesus is saying to you. He says, if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciple indeed. Hallelujah. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. How many of you want freedom? How many of you want, you desire to have freedom? You want freedom. Freedom from poverty. You want freedom from lacking. Freedom from owing. Freedom from sicknesses. Freedom from persecution. Freedom from every day moving from place to place. Freedom from paying rent to this owner. You want, some of you want freedom of being in your own place. Where you can pray and shout and you don't, no, nobody will come and say, it's too much, it's too much. We want freedom. Hallelujah. We want freedom. But it says, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, Then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Wow! Most of you in church, you come here because of God. At least, most of you. There are one or two who come here because they're looking for a husband, or they're looking for a wife, or they're afraid of something. Even if you are afraid of something, you are running to God. Whatever reason that brings you here, it is okay. You will find God. 
But most of you are here because of God. Isn't that so? So, why are you so quickly and readily preparing yourself to leave? Just because someone offended you. You came here because of God. You came here to seek God. You came here to find God. So, why should another person who also came here to find God, who also had a reason for coming here, why should that person's behavior drive you away from the God that you came to look for? Amen. Why are you leaving? Where are you going? You have invested so much, so much of your time financially, you have invested so much into this church. And someone just, someone's behavior. You know, it must have gathered you. you it, it took a lot of you to just be established in the church for all these years. And someone's behavior is just going to drive you away from the God for whose sake you came to this place. No, 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 no. A person's attitude should not drive you from your God. Amen. It's like you're struggling with your driving test. You are struggling for a long time trying to pass your driving test. You go and they fail you. You go and they fail you. You have been traumatized so much from failing that when you sit in the car, you are driving, you see, do not enter and you are entering. As you are seeing, do not enter, your eyes, it looks like enter, enter, enter. There is no enter sign in the driving license and the driving test. Am I dialing somebody's number? You are traumatized from failing driving tests. Amen. And you have failed and failed and failed. And finally, finally, the grace of God has abound through divine intervention, fasting and prayer all night. Hey, there are some people that come here for prayers. You'll be amazed what they are praying about. <laughs> Lord, help me to pass this driving test. This job depends on a license. I need this job. You see, you have no idea why somebody is on his knees and crying to the Lord. Amen. And finally, you, someone showed grace upon you and the person just passed you. He said, he look at your thing. How many times you have come? And he says, you know, just, just take it, take it, take it and go. But when they look at your picture, the picture, you took the picture many years ago. Your driver's permit is too old. So they say, come to the motor vehicle office and take another picture. And then you go to the motor vehicle office and there are so many people sitting there and one woman annoys you. One woman annoys you so much. Have you gone to some of those counters and to deal with some of those people? <laughs> and then you get so angry. You say, I don't want the license anymore. And take it, take it. And then you walk away. Hallelujah. 
there will be obstacles. But you have to endure. You are there. You are almost ready to receive your license. But you are getting ready to walk away because of an obstacle. The Christian walk is full of obstacles. Hallelujah. It is full of obstacles. Amen. But we need to continue on. We need to continue. Jesus says, if you continue in my word, then you become a disciple. So, he says, he said to the people who believe. He said to the believers. So, you have come to believe. You have received Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You say, I believe you are the son of God. I receive you as my personal savior. So, you have come to believe. Now, he's saying to you that you are not a disciple yet. You are going to become a disciple if you continue in my word. If you continue in my word. Now, to continue something, to continue something does not mean that there will be no obstacles. If you want to continue, you're going to got to go through obstacles. Amen. You're going to go through valleys and mountains. So, he says, if you continue in my word, then you become a disciple indeed. And then you will know the truth. As you continue in the word, you become a disciple. And then you will know the truth. With time, how many of you can say that as you have continued with God, as you have continued sitting in the church, certain truths have come to you? Yes. Certain truths have come to you. So he says, then you will know the truth and it is the truth that will bring you freedom. Hallelujah. So you see, you are, you, you are not anywhere near the truth. Therefore, you are not anywhere near freedom if you just believe and you don't continue in. And continue, continue with something means no interruption. That means be steadfast in what you are doing. Be constant with what you are doing. It's like rolling. Continue. That means rolling. There's no interruption. And so this behavior of, I am tired. I cannot come. It will not lead you to the truth. And it will not set you free. Hallelujah. It will not set you free. Amen. I say the Christian walk comes with a lot of obstacles. Amen. First John chapter 4 and verse 5. Verse 5, chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. It says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever, whoever is born of God, if you are born of God, you are going to overcome the world. Now, why do we talk, why do we talk about overcoming if there will be no obstacles? Why should we talk about overcoming something, Kwame, if there is no obstacles? If we are going to overcome, it means that there are obstacles. And we always talk about these things. We talk and we acknowledge them. And we are, we are, we are unconscious of them. But they are there. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? They are there. The obstacles are there. We accept them. But when we see the obstacles, then we want to stop. Because it, is, it has become our jargon. We talk about victory. Victory over what? Victory over If you are talking about victory, it means you are going to put up a fight. Isn't that so? 
If we're talking about victory, it means you are going to put up a fight. We talk about conquer. Who are you going to conquer? You are not going to conquer if there is nothing to conquer. We say we are more than conquerors. We are conquerors. We conquer the enemy. We conquer this. We conquer that. So if there's nothing, if there's no obstacle, then there will be no need to conquer. Isn't that so? Yes. We talk about subdue. To subdue something means there's resistance. That you are bringing it under control. So it means that you have to exert some force. It means something is trying to resist what you are trying to do. It's an obstacle. Hallelujah. So we are talking about all these things and we say, yes, we overcome. We conquer. We subdue. We bind the enemy. We bind you. We, what are you binding? If the thing is just loose and free. But you will only bind. Vincent, only when it is it's something that needs to be controlled. You bind it only when it's out of control. So you say, I bind this desire of fornication. This desire, I bind it. It's an obstacle that should not let you leave God. It should not let you leave God. There are obstacles, but we will overcome them. He says, he will deliver you from all of them. Hallelujah. We say we defeat the enemy. We defeat the enemy. We overcome the enemy. Hallelujah. There there must be obstacles if we are going to overcome. Amen. When we pray, we pray about breakthroughs. I need a breakthrough. What are you breaking through? You are breaking through obstacles. You are breaking through resistance. You are breaking through wall of opposition. Amen. And so obstacles must not stop us from continuing. We must endure. And as we continue on, we will know the truth. And the truth will make us free. Amen. Amen. It's the truth that will make us free. Hallelujah. We talk about I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Now, what do you need strength for if you are not going to fight something that is stronger? Or if your strength is enough, then you you don't need extra strength. But it talks about something stronger that you need Christ to strengthen you to overcome that. Amen. So, yes, you have failed that test. You failed it. You've taken it two, three times. But you will continue on. You will endure. You will pass it. I say you will pass it because the God that you serve, he says he will deliver you from all the obstacles. All the obstacles. Amen. They say they hold classes on Sunday and because of your, because of the church, you say, I will not attend Sunday classes. I will come to church and your professor doesn't like the idea that all the students come to class on Sunday but you don't come. And he intends to fail you. Take the test again. Take the test again. Because you are being persecuted as a Christian, God will deliver you from that one also. God will deliver you from that one. Hallelujah. He will deliver you from that one also. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4. And verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power 
may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side. We are troubled on every side. Sometimes you are in a state where you feel there's trouble on every side. Wherever you turn, there's trouble. There's trouble with your apartment. There's trouble at the job. There's trouble with your car. There's trouble with your marriage. There's trouble with your children. You, everywhere you turn, you find trouble. Amen. Sometimes you, 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 everyone has done a particular course and when they finish, they get a job. And you, you say, okay, let me do the same course. And you alone, when you finish, there's no job. And your rent is piling up. Your children's, your children's school fees are there. And then your wife came home. He says, they told us that, you know, now they have cut our hours. Amen. So you realize you are troubled on every side. Paul said, he said, we are troubled on every side. Yet not distressed. Yet not distressed. Not distressed means not worn down. We are not worn down. We are not crushed. Though there are troubles all over, we are not distressed. He says, we are perplexed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Do you understand what it means to be perplexed? To be perplexed means to be bewildered. To be bewildered. To be confused. You are puzzled. You don't even know what to do. But it says, yet, not in despair. We are not in despair. We are not giving up. We have not given up. He said, we are not giving up. Paul is saying, I have been in that same state like you. I was in that same state. Also, when I was almost ready to give up, I was perplexed. But I gathered hope again. I put myself together again. I rose up again. I was perplexed, but I was not in despair. Amen. Yet not despair. Hallelujah. Am I preaching to somebody this afternoon? He says, persecuted, but not forsaken. Persecuted. You know, what is persecution? Persecution means to suffer from ill treatment. For people to mistreat you because of your religious beliefs. Because of your religious belief. Sometimes because you pay tight. Your friends know that you pay tight. And so, some small financial distress, and then you say, oh, can you help me with this? They say, eh, you, every Sunday you are giving your money to God. Go and ask God. Or they say, go to the pastor. Go and ask the pastor. Is it not the pastor that you give your money to? Because of what you believe, you are being persecuted. Hallelujah. Subject to hostility. Mistreatment. Because of your religious belief. People ridicule you because you are a Christian. Amen. Sometimes people laugh at you because you are a virgin. They laugh at you. They say, you know, they make all sorts of fun about you. They say, even your walking gives you out. Look at how you walk. You walk like, uh, why, why? Because you are a virgin. They are laughing at you. Because of what you believe. Because of your faith. Amen. Because of your faith. 
I tell you, there will be obstacles. I said there are obstacles. That is why you also, you don't, you don't persecute pastors. You don't join groups to talk about pastors. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't persecute, you don't talk about, you don't gossip about men of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Because you don't understand everything. You do not understand everything. Do you know why people buy used cars? Huh? Do you know why people buy used cars? Or buy cars which have accidents? Do you know why? Huh? Why? Why do people buy why do people buy used cars? Don't they know that they are new cars? They don't know that they are they, they have dealerships where the cars are polished, the cars have um what is, what is it? Everything is all covered plastic. Nanaya, don't you think that people know where they, they can find? There's zero mileage. That means that the car has not rolled a tie before. That is it. They don't have enough money. People don't have enough money. That is why they, they know where the new cars are. They know where brand new cars are sold. They, they want to drive, you, you, you have a dream to drive a Mercedes-Benz. But you can't afford a brand new Mercedes-Benz. So you go and find a Mercedes-Benz which has had an accident. You are not crazy. <laughs> you are not crazy. I'm telling you, you are not crazy. It's because that is what you can afford. That is what you can afford. Michael, that, because that is what people can afford. Amen. It's not because they don't know where brand new cars are sold. Or it's not because brand new cars are finished. I think everyone prefers to drive a brand new car. But you can't afford it. <laughs> I say you can't afford it. So you go and buy one that has had an accident. One that is broken. One that somebody has driven and worn out. And you say, that is what I want. You say, and then you say, I love this car. You don't love this car. That is what you can afford. Amen. You go and buy it and they say, oh, this is not working. This is broken. You say, I want it. I like it. I want it. Because you know what you can do with it. I say, you know what you can do with it. And so you bring, sometimes you can't even, that car cannot be driven on the street. You can't drive it. Some other car has to carry your car that you have bought. The car that you have just bought, some other truck has to carry it and bring it home for you. Amen. And then you bring it. And then you bring it and then you take it to a specialist. You take it to Ankara too. <laughs> and then he looks at it and then he says, it can work. It can serve the purpose. And then you, you, he says, you need a light fixture here. You need to change this thing here. You need to put this here. And then you need to... So you fix this here. You patch this here. He said, this one, you can't find the original, but let us put this one here and patch it. It will work. It will work. And so he patches, he puts this here, he puts this here, and then you sit in the car, you start it, and the car is moving. The car which was once carried on another truck, now it is moving. It may not be the original. It may, not, it may not come to the state of the brand new, but it will serve you the purpose. It will take you from the place to place. It will take you from point A to point B. 
It will take you from your house to your work and it will bring you back. Now, that is what God does with us. You know, because you who is perfect, you who is a brand new person, you who has not committed fornication before, you who has not stolen before, you who has not told a lie before, you will not allow God to use you. God cannot afford such an expensive person. God cannot afford such a man who is so clean and who is so pure. So what will God do? God will go and find the one who has had a lot of accidents in their life. For the one who has a lot of accident in their life, fornication is here. You tell a lot of lies, adultery. You are married, but there are two other girls. What is this number on your phone? And God will take a person like this, and then He brings him. He says, "I can't find any, but I can use this one." This one will serve the purpose. I will clean him and it will serve the purpose. So God will clean him. God will begin to minister to him. Minister and you continue in and the truth is coming and you are setting yourself free as you continue in. He's setting you free and then you come to a state and he says, it's okay. It's not the, it's not the brand new one. It's not perfect, but I can use this one. I can use this for the purpose. I can use him to visit my people. I can use him to preach to my people. He's not perfect but I can use him like that. The owner knew what he was getting when he chose this man. The owner knew that he was broken, but he chose this man. The owner knew that she's not perfect, but she chose this one. And he says, I can fix this and use it. I can fix this and use it. And then you continue on, and you continue on. He says, he will use you like that. He will use you like that. You are not perfect, but he will use you. You can't speak well, but I will use you. You have a lot of sins behind you, but I will use you. Because if I'm going to wait to find a brand new car, I can never own one. The gospel will never be preached. The gospel will never be preached. Therefore, I will use this one like that. I can't find a brand new one, so I will use this one like that. I will take this one just the way he is, and I will use him like that. I will use him like that. Because I can't afford, I can't wait, I can't wait and wait until I have enough to buy a brand new one. Therefore, I will use you like that. Just the way you are. Just come and I will use you. And it will serve my purpose. It will serve the purpose. I will use you like that. Hallelujah. It says I will use you like that. And so sometimes you will realize that the car, the car, after they have fixed everything, it still has the check engine light. It still has the check engine light. God says, I will use it like that. I know you are not perfect. I know you still have some trouble with the woman. I know you still have some trouble with stealing. I know you still have, but I will use you like that. It still has that check engine light on, but you will use it. The check engine light is still there, but you will use it. You are not perfect, but he will use you. You are not there yet, but he will use you. Amen. He will use you. Because he knew what he was getting. He looked at the broken man. He looked at the broken woman who was not perfect, who has a lot of accidents in his life. But he says, I know what I can do with this one. I know what I can do with that one. I know what I can do with this one. I think I can patch here and patch there and put this here and put that there and it will serve the purpose. So when you begin to talk about that car that God is using, he's not happy with you. 
when who you who has no problems with you who who is perfect when God, you begin to talk about this one that God has just put together to use God is not happy with you because it took him a lot to bring this this one continue on there were obstacles he continued she continued he continued he stayed in obstacle after obstacle and he delivered them and then he came to a stage and said I can use this I can use this Amen. I can use this. I remember my, the first car. Sit down. The first car that I bought in this country. I searched the internet. I searched and searched and searched. And then I'll go here and I say, I don't like this one. And I'll go. And then I found one. Thrust neck, thrust neck area. This old Italian doctor. And I went there. And then he showed me the car. He opened the car. He showed me. And I said, I like it. <laughs> he, he said, he, he said this, this car, I have used it only to work. Highway mileage. There was a lot of mileage, but I said, I like it. I like it. And I admired it. And I like it. So he said, sit inside. And then when I sit inside the car, I sat inside the car, I saw on the left-hand side, there is something that he has cut, this round plaster, I mean, like, um, like, a, like a rubber, black rubber, like a, like a tube, rub, black, and then he has like glued it on that area. And I said, I said, what is that? I said, what is that? And then, the thing has been there for a while, so it looks like it was coming up. So I lifted it up, and then it says, check engine. <laughs> the man doesn't want, he has covered the light, and he has blasted the light. <laughs> check engine. <laughs> it's my first car. And I said, what does that mean? He said, don't worry about that one. <laughs> He says, don't worry about that one. Whenever you're going for inspection, just cover it. Check engine. That's why I tape it. Check engine. So I took the car. Man. And I also came and I kept it covered. And I said, I don't see there's a check engine light, but I will ignore it. I will not look at it. I will drive the car. And the car took me everywhere that I wanted to go. That car never left me in the middle of the road. That car took me everywhere. And we will go to Virginia. We will go to Maryland. We will go here. The same car, it will take me everywhere. I drove that car with the cover, the thin cover, check engine light on. But I closed my eyes and I didn't want to see it. Sometimes there are certain issues with you, but God will close his eyes. There are check engine lights with you, but God will close his eyes. God does not want to know. He doesn't want to see. He will use you just the way you are. And it will serve that purpose. My check engine light was on, but I was driving the car. It was on, but I was driving the car. And it took me places. I drove the car for many years. And then one day, by the grace of God, I had a child. And my firstborn child. She's sitting in the car, back, in a car seat in the back. And then she said, Daddy, I feel some cold air coming in the car. 
I pretended I didn't hear. I said, it will take us to the place. So I turned on the heater. And the heater was very high so that it will reach and overcome the cold air. I knew the cold air was there, but I turned off the heater. And I, the heater was up to overcome the cold air. Sometimes there are certain issues upon you. But God's grace, the grace of heater, he will put the grace upon you to cover you up so that you can continue to do the work. So the car will continue to go on. That is why he's not happy when we begin to talk about the people that he has chosen to use. Because the brand new one, he can't afford it. The brand new car, he cannot afford you. You are too expensive for God to use. And if he's going to wait on you, the gospel will not be preached. The gospel will not be preached. I drove that car. One day, we driving the car, and then I went to pick her up. She said, Daddy, I think there's water coming in the car. Water, water, water coming in the car. I said, my Lord and my God, I think the car has served its purpose. The Lord will call the car home, but this time, we will go on. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You see, sometimes you have a patch, a patch that men can see. And God knows that the person that he's using, he has this weakness. He has this weakness. And you can see the weakness. You can see that he's not perfect. Sometimes you can see clearly that he doesn't qualify. But this is what God has chosen to use. And he doesn't like when people are talking about it. He knows that. The scripture we read, verse 7, what did he say? What did verse 7 say? Give us verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure. We have this treasure. We have this treasure. You know, I am not, I am not a broken man. I don't have, I don't have tail lights that are broken. I don't have tail lights that are off. I don't have wing, wing, windshield that is broken. But what is sitting in the car? The car has windshields that are broken, tail lights that are broken. But who is sitting in the car? It's a very precious something. It's a very precious something. Somebody very precious is driving a car that seems to be broken. So he says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So beloved, the obstacles that are in your way, we are not condoning them. But let them not stop you. Because if you continue in, if you continue in the work, if you continue serving the Lord, you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. I said the truth will bring you freedom. If you continue on. If you continue on. God knows that there is a thorn in the flesh. And he says, yes, I have sought the Lord thrice. This thorn shall be taken out of me. But he says, my grace is sufficient for you. Just move on with the work. I know you have this weakness, but my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient for you to go on doing the work. You have that weakness. You have that obstacle. But continue on. Because my grace is sufficient for you. Amen. Amen. The grace of God is sufficient for you. So it says, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, in my weaknesses, in my distress. For when I am weak, then am I strong. The grace of God is enough for you. The grace of God is sufficient for you. So do not let anything stop you. Do not let marital issues stop you. 
do not let poverty that you don't have this, you don't have that stop you. The grace of God is sufficient for you. I say the grace of God is sufficient for you. And for all the trials and the tribulations and the persecutions, the scripture assures you, says, he will deliver you from all of them. He will deliver you. Jeff, whenever you begin to take God seriously, persecution and afflictions will come your way. But continue on. Continue on. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Put your hands together for the Lord. Our time is up. Our time is up. Hallelujah. Our time is up. You know, you can never... You, listen, listen. You cannot, you cannot ever have a higher ground. You can never be lifted up if you are not low. You can never be lifted up if you are already not low. If you are higher already, there is no higher else, else to go. So when you are low, understand that God is just ready to lift you up. When you are down, God is just ready to lift you up. There will be no mountains if there are no valleys. You can't go up on a mountain if there's first not a valley. When you are low, understand that God is ready to lift you up. Let us bow our heads and pray. Talk to the Lord. There are many obstacles that have come your way. There are many challenges and difficulties. But he says he will deliver you from all of them. God will deliver you from every single one of them. No matter what challenge you face. No matter what difficulty you encounter. No matter what persecutions come your way. Yes. Things are challenging. Things are difficult. Yes. You are being ridiculed. They say you are a Christian, but look at your life. They are persecuting you. And the Lord will deliver you from them all. The Lord will set you free. And he said, if you continue in my way, if you do not give up and you will continue in my way, then you will know the truth. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You will continue in the way. Yeah. Then you become a disciple indeed. Oh, yes. Yet he chose you. He 
because of your infirmities. Lord, the challenge is the challenge to come to church. The challenge to rise up. The challenge to pray. He knows. He knows. He knows. But he will use you just the way you are. He will use you just the way you are. May I know Jesus more and more. Sing, come on, sing like a man. Without your spirit, we cannot go on. We can do much without your spirit. Oh, yes, yes, Father, we are thankful and grateful to you this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father, that you have chosen us just as we are. Father, we thank you that you say, irrespective of the many accidents that are in our lives, you have chosen us and you have selected us. Father, with our broken paths, oh God, you say you will choose us and you will mend us and we will serve the purpose for which you called us. Therefore, oh God, we lift it up unto you. We ask, oh God, that you equip us. You say without you, we can do nothing. Therefore, oh God, we ask for your spirit. Equip us with your spirit. Let a spirit which is the enabler. Let a spirit enable us. Father, the many obstacles that we encounter in our walk with you. May we endure. Give us the ability to endure. To endure afflictions and endure persecutions. For you have promised, oh God, that you will deliver us from them all. Oh Lord Jesus. Without you, we cannot overcome. We say we are more than conquerors. We are victorious. We are victors. We are overcomers. Oh yes, Jesus. Let us break through. Give us the endurance to break through. In the name of Jesus. Look upon your people and grant them that grace, O oh God. The grace to continue on, O oh God. Lord, there are times that we feel like Paul. We feel so perplexed and we feel like giving up. There are times, O oh God, that it's so even difficult for us to rise up to come to your house. Lord, give us strength. We know, oh God, that if you strengthen us, we can do all things. We know, oh God, if you give us your spirit, we are becoming overcomers. We know, Jesus, that if you equip us with your Holy Spirit, 
we become more than conquerors. Therefore, Jesus, equip us. Enable us in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. But you say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Christ. If that is you this afternoon, you want to give your life to Jesus, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that, you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? If you die today, you are not sure of where you are going. But beloved, the young die and the old die. You are here today. This is your chance to receive Jesus as your savior. You want to give your life to Jesus? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say this with me? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. I am not worthy. But Lord Jesus, wash me with your blood. For I know and I believe that you shed your blood for me. Lord Jesus, let your blood cleanse me. Let your blood wash me. I invite you this afternoon into my life. Take control of my life. Be my Lord. Be my master. Be my savior. Lord Jesus, please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. Let my name be written in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.